from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. It's getting worse and worse and worse. We don't okay. hear any okay. sirens. So, ma'am, this is actually going to be Cal Fire's jurisdiction. Let me give you their phone number. I know they are working I, several fires. Are fire. you kidding me? This is not, This is 911. I'm so KQD reporters have spent the last five months listening to thousands of 911 and dispatch calls from the first night of the North Bay fires. There is no place that you can go right now. You're surrounded completely by fire. Yeah, we, we're sitting in the middle of our field. Okay. Their review found holes in the state's emergency response, including the fact that 911 operators often couldn't tell people where to evacuate to avoid the flames. Burning all around us. Okay. I need you to go back inside your house and shelter in place. No, it's burning. Your it's house is on fire? Yes. But they also found stories of heroism on that first night. Like this story from Suki Lewis about the helicopter that rescued dozens of people from Atlas Peak in Napa. Just before 10 o'clock at night, Jan Sears, a pilot for California's Highway Patrol, is flying his small fixed-wing plane back from a call in Vallejo to his base at the Napa County Airport. He thinks he's done for the night. I looked off to the north of uh, the city of Napa, and I saw just a faint flickering light. He thinks it might be a wedding party at one of the large mansions in the hills. I'm going to head up toward Napa, uh, north of Napa, and take a look at this light that I'm looking at. As he gets closer, the light grows bigger and bigger. We were over a fire that looked to be anywhere from 10 to 20 acres, um, but was briskly uh, growing in size uh, due to the high winds out of the north. And those winds were blowing it toward a lot of homes. Sears makes a call over the radio to report this fire that's exploding along Atlas Peak Road, a road with only one way in and one way out. Thinking this is going to be a major rescue operation, not so much putting out the fire, but getting people who are you know, getting ready to go to sleep. Un- unbeknownst to them, this large raging fire is headed their way. Pilot Pete Gavitt and his flight officer, Whitney Lowe, are flying their CHP helicopter. They hear the exchange on the radio between Sears and Cal Fire. Pete thinks maybe there's some way they can help. And that's when we started coming up here. We're in their helicopter up over Atlas Peak, looking at the destruction. What was your first sight of the fire? I had night vision goggles on. Like a nuke had gone off, you know, on the mountains up here. Huge smoke plume, huge orange glow. Within minutes, they're hovering in the air above the fire, trying to wake people up. When they hear calls like this, start coming over the radio. Copy units, this is 2320 Atlas Peak Road for parents trapped in a garage. Additional entrapment. But the fire is so intense, Pete says they just can't get close enough. Hearing reports of, you know, four parties, six parties of family trapped at this address. And, you know, we're getting beat up by the wind and raging fires right next to us. And then we think, man, that's, there's no way we can get there. They see a long line of cars trapped. The road is blocked by downed trees and power lines. So Pete lands the helicopter in a nearby field. A man comes barreling toward them in a truck. I thought he was going to ram the helicopter. He came in so fast with his truck. And I was just screaming at him, trying to wave out the window here, stop, stop, stop. And he grabbed his son and was really just cradling his son like this. And he ran up just saying, take my son, take my son, take my son. The man's name is Pepe Tamayo. His whole family is with him. 
his eight-year-old son, Jesse, his wife, Graciela, and his elderly in-laws. But the pilots don't have room for all of them. Pepe doesn't think twice. He loads his family in the helicopter, and they take off without him. Pepe's wife, Graciela, holds her boy close. She remembers being so scared, she didn't even look out the windows. I was holding him, like, and at the same time, like, crying and praying for, for him. He said, don't worry, if my dad doesn't make it, I'm going to take care of you. I just was telling the, one of the pilots, please go back, please go back and save my husband and the other people who's trapped up there. Pete and Whitney do head back up the mountain. They land, no Pepe, but there is a whole crowd of people waiting for the helicopter. People were panicked, though, Suki. They had no idea where to go. They could, they could see the glow of the fire coming you know, across the hill, but they didn't know how bad it was going to be. As they start ferrying people off the peak, the winds are pushing the fire and making it dangerous to fly. It felt like just a hammer hitting the side of the aircraft, hitting it sideways. You bam, you know. Downdrafts and updrafts and pitching the aircraft sideways. On the third trip back up, Whitney sees the white truck from earlier. It's Pepe. I grabbed him by his shirt and dragged him to the helicopter to get him back with his family. They fly Pepe off the mountain, but don't stop there. All night, the pilots make rescues, including farm workers in a vineyard who alert them with flashlights. Pepe says he might not be here if not for Pete and Whitney. I don't know if I'd be talking to you right now if it wasn't from those guys, to be honest. Because the road, there was blocked both ways. To me, it looked like somebody threw a bomb and it cleared the whole hill. But Pete says to him, Pepe is the true hero. I think I would make that same decision, but I hope I never have to. And, but, you know... That young man knows that his dad loves him enough to make that kind of decision. He did make that decision. To see that protection and, and the reality of that, you know, in, in a career where you see a lot of shit, you know, uh, I think that's why it just <laughs> kind of gets you, gets me right, right here. There were many heroes that night, but there were also failures. Six people died in the Atlas Peak fire, and 44 people in total died in fires across Northern California. Thanks to Suki Lewis for that story. Suki worked with Marisa Lagos and Lisa Pickoff-White to produce a whole bunch of stories from their investigation, and you should really check them out. You can find them all at kqed.org slash fireinvestigation. And if you like what we're doing on Queued Up each week, give us a review and a rating in Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can keep up with all of our Bay Area coverage all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at KQED News. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.